Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? Oh god. Oh god, it's coming. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Hey everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're here for a pandemic episode of Land Your Man. Um, I have invited my friend Jerry Berkey. He was with us a couple of episodes ago. And I thought it would be a good idea to a, I just wanted to have a record of this time in human history for the podcast. And I invited Jerry because, you know, he he works with people during these kinds of trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, just working on people finding some normalcy when things are chaotic and when things are difficult. So obviously this is a pretty chaotic and difficult time for a lot of people out there. So I just wanted to kind of address what's going on in the context of the podcast and dating. We can get into the, um, the detrimental effects this has had on my dating life in a minute, but um, <laughs> Jerry, how are you holding up? Like, tell me what life has been like. And and I would like to say first, this is it's been one week technically today. Uh, yeah, a week yeah. ago, well, a week and a day ago when um, Gavin Newsom gave the you know shelter in place order. Is that so really all? Holy shit. It's only been a week since that. And then oh, prior to that, people had started, you know, doing things. But yeah. the actual shelter in place, it's only been a week. So. Wow. Right? Feels longer. Like, Feels doesn't a lot it? longer. Doesn't it? Like, it's it really crazy does. to me that it's only been a week. I, I am. Really um, does. Yeah. So how, so what's going on with you? I'm sure you're dealing with. Um, your patience and yeah, sure, like it's got to be an interesting time. I actually feel well. like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm busier now than before all this started. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not seeing patients in my office. I'm not seeing clients there, but I'm seeing a lot of clients on Zoom and for telephone sessions. I'm doing more regular check-ins just to sort of see how people are doing. And, you know, I, I feel... It's, it's funny, I actually feel more connected to my community of clients and friends right now because we're being more intentional about it. We're, we're reaching out and staying in touch and doing virtual happy hours. And so I've actually been quite busy. I don't really feel like I've had a whole lot of time to veg and do nothing. Although that's, I can say that now and then I can remember how I uh, today, just today, watched the first two episodes of Tiger King on Netflix. And um, so the, clearly there's time in the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger yeah. King is like the pandemic sensation right now. Holy this thing. shit. Do you, I mean, I wonder if we weren't in this, it, it, 
it came out at such a particular time yeah. that it blows my mind because I don't know if it would have gotten the kind of attention that it's getting. Because I mean, I, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, that you're pretty aware of what's going on on the internet and social media and everything. So you must have heard about this. And um, oh, I hope so. It is fascinating. It's fascinating. It, the show. It really is. And I think Carla, you and I probably have a particular affinity for the show because both of us came from families of simple means, families that you might even be tempted to call rednecks. <laughs> and, yeah, just a uh, little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. And there's a certain kind of redneck <laughs> glory at play in this show that I can't, oh, even, my I can't God. even quantify. Yeah, it's really something. <laughs> my God, it is magical. I told yeah. a friend of mine you know, she texted me and was like, what the hell am I watching? And I'm like, you're watching magical trash. You're watching magical trash. Magical trash is the perfect, that's the perfect way to sum it up. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I just, I think that it's the perfect balm right now. It's like what we all need to kind of get us through this thing because it's yeah. just, it's so, it's so, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I, unbelievable it's unbelievable yeah. but it's all true you know and yeah. it's kind of like what's happening right now it's unbelievable yeah. that the whole world is you know in a sense shutting down and yes yeah things that we thought we would never say or do we're doing and that's kind yeah, of totally. like this what the show is to me it's just it's fascinating um and absolutely it really is I know these people like I know I grew up with people like this. So it's just, ah, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I just love it. I can't yeah. get enough of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm letting myself have, I'm letting myself indulge in guilty entertainment pleasures right now. So that's definitely high on the list. That's a, that's a great one to, to indulge in while you're trying to get through shelter in place. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I just, so I wanted to kind of address a couple of things. Uh, mostly I'm single. I'm a single person that lives alone. And I know a lot of people that are in that situation. And I think it's been interesting because, you know, I stay busy a lot. I do a lot. I have a lot of commitments and I have a social circle that demands my time quite a bit. So if something like this happens, it's, it's a little difficult for me. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling with being totally isolated. And I mean, I see my neighbor, I, you know, I have a, a friend who is my neighbor who lives right downstairs. I see them um, daily in passing. And, you know, I talk, I've talked to my sister more than we have in a long time, because she's working from home. And, you know, I'm, I'm reconnecting. I called my aunt in New Jersey today, which I haven't talked oh, wow. to in years. I didn't even know you had you an know, aunt in New Jersey. I do. My aunt Agnes. Um, hmm. She's my mom's sister. Yeah. And we haven't talked for years. And so, you hmm. know, it's like in a sense, there's some good things coming out of it. But I also, I, I, and I, and then I feel bad. I feel bad saying like, wow, I'm really, I feel really alone. I feel really desolate right now because a lot of people do. I mean, hello, it's, 
That's what yeah. this is, you know? Yeah. I feel bad about it, but then I think, no, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be sad about your whole structure of your life upending in a day. I mean, in a day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, but You absolutely so have just, to give yourself permission to feel what you feel right now. Yeah, and, and I think everybody does, and that's kind of what I wanted to address is that yeah. – Yes, it's hard for everybody, but as an individual, it's okay for you or me or whoever it is to feel particularly lonely right now, to feel particularly um, isolated or abandoned or <laughs> whatever it is, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Because it, it, it can feel that way. You know, I have a lot of friends who have who are coupled or who live with their family or, who, you know, have a roommate or whatever. And it, I wanted to live alone. It was a choice I made. But now I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. You know, <laughs> although yeah. I don't want to, my last roommate, I don't want her to come back. So um, <laughs> I think that's important never... perspective. I think that's important perspective because I have clients that are single and I have clients that are coupled and clients with families. And a lot of them are like, oh my God, I wish I lived alone right now because they're at home with their kids and the kids are young and need to be entertained and engaged constantly and they are exhausted. So perspective is everything. <laughs> you know, we each have our right. unique stressors to deal with. Right. And yeah. that's why I feel guilty because I know like I don't have it bad. I mean, I've I've actually, I have a, a home that I love being in. I mean, I love my yeah. place. I don't, if I could never leave, I probably would never leave if only to go to the grocery store or out to eat or, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it's when it's not no longer a choice, it changes things a little bit. Yeah. You know? and, and I think we should address that because just as a coach that deals with people and helps people emotionally self-regulate and build resilience, it's really, really critical that we give ourselves room and space and permission to feel what we feel. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we'll feel something, we'll feel angry, we'll feel sad, we'll, we'll feel afraid, and then we'll feel guilty or ashamed that we feel that way. And now we're in the business of repressing feelings and using other negative feelings to repress those feelings. And that just leads to even more negativity being repressed and stored in our shadow. And that does not lead to health or peace. So it's really important right. that we find a way to really just find a way to exercise it. Let it all out. You know, be honest yeah. and compassionate and, and create space for you to f yourself to feel what you feel. And also the caveat on that is don't go too far into that where you're dwelling on it you're soaking in it marinating in it you can't let it go that's all you know and feel is this bad feeling you don't want to live there either but one of the things that will help you not live there is to simply create space and permission to feel what it is you feel right now yeah right i mean and that's i think that's kind of why i wanted to address this here is to just put something out there because people are I think still trying to maintain some sense of normalcy and mm -hmm. some sense of, you know, life does go on and we're all going to get back to this normal life that we were living soon enough. 
But I also wonder, like, is that true? Are is is life going to be the same when this is over? I hope it's not. I hope we don't get back to how it used to be. I really hope that we use this. A client said to me earlier today, this is not a pause. This is a hard reset. And I thought, man, that's brilliant. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's true because there's, yeah. there's so many things being challenged now. I mean, just like an yes. entire country of all of these myriad businesses that are like all of a sudden for years, you, you couldn't work from home. Uh, I know many people who all of a sudden mm-hmm. their employers have figured out <laughs> very easily how all to of set a sudden them up we can work, work from, from home. home. Like yeah. it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, we figured it sure. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just I'm worried about those people who you know I have friends who've just lost their jobs completely. Yeah. They've just lost yeah. gigs. They've lost, you know. Um, my co-artistic director, she directed a play at a local theater here, at Diversionary Theater, and the play was set to open um, this weekend. It would have opened last weekend. It was supposed to be in previews, and um, I think that's right. I'm not sure exactly, but I think that's right. But anyway. Time um, has no meaning right now. We really, I don't even know you, what day Right. <laughs> the days just bleed together. But, you know, she's been working on that for, for weeks. And the actors yeah. and the crew and the designers. And, and um, that's just one show, but they canceled it. And they don't. Yeah. That, that's, and, they're, and they're not able to reprogram it into their season. So it's not going to get seen by anyone. And. Yeah, you know, they were in shame. full runs. They were, you know, they were up and running. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's, it's hard because it is. It is a bummer. And I know, you know, it's like in the scheme of things, okay, oh, well. But it's still, it just, it sucks. It's just, some, it's just one of the things. There's so many people yeah. that are going through that now. Now, I will say this. Yeah. Diversionary Theater did pay all of the artists their full stipend, which I think oh, is incredibly honorable thing to do because they didn't have to do that. They could have said, we're sorry, we're a theater. We're going to struggle more than most businesses over the next couple months because we're losing revenue. Um, But they didn't, they honored their contracts. And I thought that that was pretty awesome. And I am hearing about a lot of businesses and business owners that are, are being very, very proactive in that, you know, in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing very hopeful stories and, you know, people will always sort of revert to our true nature under pressure like this. And that's true of employers and and corporations too. But I am pleasantly surprised by the number of people, the number of people in leadership positions that other people count on that are stepping up and paying people and, you know, now, it's not perfect by any means. I know a lot of people that made a living off of the gig economy and they're struggling very, very much right now. And they they may not even be eligible for some of the stimulus money and things that they've been talking about in Congress. But people are doing more than I expected. And that, that is encouraging. It is encouraging. And so on that note, I kind of wanted to address some of the things that I found because I've been doing a lot of research and trying to keep up with the numbers and um, trying to be able to successfully contradict our own president, which is so easy to do. (laughs) Yeah. Low bar, Um, low bar, low bar. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not an anomaly here. I'm in shock at the way that he's handled this every day. It's to me a failure because 
Bigly. He backtracks. Bigly. He, he, you know, he talked about this governor of Michigan. Like, she's not being grateful enough to him. So he's... <laughs> you know, he's told the CDC not to contact this woman. And I mean, I just I think that is gross negligence. These it are people's is. lives on the line. These are people's incomes. These are people's um, hopes, dreams, future, all yeah. of it. And yeah. he is the president of this country. And so for him to even suggest that because she's not kissing his ass, that he doesn't need to step up. And provide her with the resources that she deserves to have. She's a she's part of the United States of America. And it's yeah, and it's not even her. It's all the citizens of her state that it's that are really being affected by this. And it's you know he's a he's a gangster. He's a mobster. He doesn't know any other way to be. It's disgusting, but it's completely on brand, and it raises the question of what do we do. What do we do for ourselves and for our communities when our leaders fail us? Absolutely. I try not to, you know, get political on the podcast. I try to kind of leave that, you know, to, to everyone else because that's not really what the topic is. But for something like this, I just feel like it's we people just have to start speaking up. I mean, we have to do something, you know, and. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're we're even in a situation where he might try to affect the upcoming election and that, you know, some people might say, oh, that's crazy talk and everything. No, it's not. Do you it's like, can you hear this man, what he says, how he responds to things, how he dealt with this from day one? Unacceptable. So I just I don't know I, the, the information that I've been following the World Health Organization is where I've been getting most of my information. Mm-hmm. That's where I've been going to. Yeah. And they update it pretty regularly. And they have section that's advice for the public. Just real basic stuff like when and how to use masks. What are the myth busters? Getting your workplace ready. Healthy parenting. So they're, you know, they're addressing a lot of the things that are happening because... Yeah, obviously, there's so much disinformation going around. Like, it's insane to me how many people say contradict each other in a day. I I can't I can't (laughs) keep up. Yeah, I can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we need reliable sources of information and they're not going to be in politically charged or social media driven forums. We really have to somebody (laughs) somebody that I follow on Twitter the other day, ironically enough, said, Hey guys, I hope you can help me out here. On the one hand, the top scientific expert, experts in the world are telling me that I should really take this coronavirus thing seriously. On the other hand, a guy that I see at the gym that, quote, sees through the media is telling me I shouldn't worry about it. Who should I believe? <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, it's it, it shouldn't be funny, but it is because we have we've entered this this age in our culture where there's no real truth there's no absolute truth anymore there's no reliable source of information and anything can be discredited because you have your own bullshit sources and you know many of us are in this struggle with our own families but here's the thing i've always been of the opinion that as much as my ego would like me to to believe that I can be an expert on everything, I simply can't be. I've chosen to 
build expertise in a couple areas. And I must, in good conscience, defer to other people who are, in fact, experts in their chosen fields. And if there's a global consensus about what we should be doing, I'm going to listen to that. And listener, please do the same. Please listen to the smartest people in the room here, not conspiracy theorists, not your parents, not your buddy at the gym. Please listen to the people who have spent years and years of education and research on exactly what to do in times like this. And when you well, do that, right. they're, they're giving us the right message. We should be listening well, right. to that. And people that are, you know, I, same thing. I see people challenging, you know, these scientists. And you, if you look at, if this were, you know, a hundred years ago, it would be the Spanish flu all over again. Mm -hmm. Everyone would die. 50 million people died. But we have, we live in a time where we, we do have a science that works for us. And they can say, look, if we don't do this, if we continue to do things the way we've been doing it, then this, these are the outcomes. Right. And so, you know, and people want to still argue that and people want to still um, challenge that. And a lot of it to me is just based on, you know, economic reasons, which I understand people's livelihoods are, are you know, are in question here, but if you mm -hmm. send all these people back out there and you get everyone back out to life as usual, you, what kind of society are we gonna have when half of us are sick and then of that percentage, because it's way more than 3% now that are dying from this. Oh yeah. Because initially yeah. they said, you know, one to 3%. Well, that's no longer the case. I don't know what it is now, but I know it's like more, it's closer to 5%. Um, that's a lot and of climbing. damn people. Right. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And we and have not hit the peak out. here. Yeah. And there's data coming out. You know, the, the first things that we sort of heard about this were, you know, most people will recover from this, but if you have risk factors like diabetes, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, obesity, age, you know, elderly people are at high risk for this, you're in the high risk group. But they're now discovering that even people with no other, you know, high risk factors, people in their 30s are getting seriously ill and dying from this. It's not just the elderly and it's not just people with pre-existing risk factors that are getting really, really sick. So this is something to like for us to keep in mind is that this is an evolving story and that science-based interventions necessarily must evolve with new findings. This right. Is, this is the antithesis of and dogma, right? Like, oh, uh, it's going to go away. It's going to be a, just a beautiful miracle. You'll see one day, you know, we got the cases down to zero. China, China, that's dogma. When a scientist tells you on day one, hey, it looks like it's really primarily older people and people with pre-existing conditions. And then in three days says, oh, now it looks like this. It's not because they don't know what they're talking about. It's because they're tuning into the evidence. They're tuning right. into it's the data. science. It's data. Right. And that's what it's we data. should be listening to is data. And also it's like, it doesn't discriminate. So it's like there are no. people who are very wealthy who are dying. There are people who are very poor who are dying. It 
it's it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter if you have a really great health plan, if you have a really great, you know, general practitioner, it doesn't care if you do. You're if if you get it mm-hmm. and it, it affects you the way that it's affecting the people that it's killing, then you're dead. There's not yeah. much that can be done about that. So I don't know. And and also the sentiment of, well, what about all these other things that kill people? by you know all these numbers every year and you know <laughs> obesity and and alcoholism and um heart disease and you know all these things and i'm saying listen i get it a lot of people die from a lot of things that they they make bad decisions sometimes they make unhealthy decisions this is a a loaded gun that points at anybody and if yes. there's something that you can do to keep someone else from getting it, then you should do that. You should do yeah. that. And 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 I yeah. want people to take those same precautions for my life as well. Yeah, that's what's being. I don't dropped. know if I'm one of the ones that might die yeah. from it. I don't know. <laughs> well, and that's that's one of the the really key data points with this thing is that. You know, people are comparing it to the flu. Oh, th- this many thousand people die of the flu every year. Yes, but a couple things to know about the flu. Number one, there's a vaccine. Number two, we can anticipate the flu. It's, it's, we can plan for it, okay? It's, it's somewhat predictable. And then the, the third thing is that the flu has a one to four day incubation period. This thing has a two week incubation period that means literally right now you could be deathly ill from this thing and not even know it and in that time you can infect countless countless numbers of people because you think you're fine and so a number that i heard that one person if i so if i'm one person and i have it i'm a carrier and i'm a carrier for two weeks say which is about how long it can live in your system from what they think Mm -hmm. um and, and this is all science that's changing every day. They don't know for sure if that's how long. Because yeah. then they said, All of this can change because oh, the virus right. can mutate. Right. But so if, if I get in contact with one person, that person, anybody that they get in contact with for 10 days can, can give it to someone else. The flu uh, is what, if, you, if I get sick with the flu, I'm going to infect at the most one other person. They say 1.6 people is the infectious rate of the flu. Coronavirus, if I come in contact with the right person and that person comes in contact, you're looking, you're talking about 59,000 people that I could be responsible for infecting. That's the number that they have now. Yep. I mean, that's insane. And that's not like the normal flu. That's not the normal flu. And no, it's, it's just like these people that don't want to talk about global warming or or weather change or whatever you want to call it. People are dying from it. So if we could stop talking about the semantics of what it's called and why we don't like it to be called that <laughs> and why we don't want to admit that human beings have anything to do with it at all. If, if we could get past that and just, okay, people are dying from it regardless of the science, regardless of what we're naming it regard they're dying so can we just get our governments to get in line and give us the resources we need to keep people from dying because we know how to not die 
Let's we know how to not it. die from a hurricane. We know how to not yeah. die from a tornado. We know how to not die yeah. from, you know, it's like you, you evacuate, you, um, we've got all these, you know, incredible satellites and weather systems that lets us know this is coming and it's going to be bad. Um, we don't know how to, we don't know how to not die from this other well, than to stay away from people that have it. Well, and that's the thing that's, about some of the limitations and the peculiarities of the way human consciousness works is that we tend to gravitate towards years. This is a great example of this. Years ago, I was a chaplain and a nonprofit executive in the fire department, and I essentially set up a nonprofit, which was like wounded warrior for firefighters. And one of the things that we used that I created as a a marketing slogan for our nonprofit was, not all sacrifices make the headlines. And here's what this means, is that when we know that hundreds of first responders died as a result of their service and sacrifice on 9-11, that grabs our attention. It's dramatic, and there are powerful images and sounds and things that are, are indelible in our memories. And we pay attention to those things. They grab our attention. But then at the same time, there are people dying every day from, you know, firefighters were dying at levels much, many times higher than their general population of cancer and heart disease and stroke directly attributable to their service. And those don't make the headlines. And so we don't tend to pay as close attention to those types of slow-moving tragedies. It's true that people die of obesity. It's true that people die of diabetes and smoking and heart disease. And we don't pay as good of attention to those tragedies as we do with other things. But that should actually inspire us to try to compensate for our natural tendency to focus on the dramatic and to acknowledge things that we might not otherwise pay attention to and say, whoa, I get it. This is not currently something I can recognize because it's not grabbing my attention. It seems ridiculous that I should have to stay home right now. But maybe I should tune into other sources of information and maybe I should make allowances for the fact that maybe this is a preventive step instead of something that I need to do for myself. Maybe it's what I'm doing for my neighbor. We don't tend to do those things naturally. And a lot of these arguments against the data are basically saying, hey, it's not affecting me. I don't know anybody that's sick. Must be fake. Well, yeah, I've seen my... that a lot. Yeah. I, that's a lot of the um, the justification of like, well, I don't know anybody that has it. Right. Okay, well, a right. lot of people do know people that have it and people that have died from it. A, a lot of people. That's great that you don't know anybody that has it. Then maybe the, what we're doing is working. Right. Maybe but we should maybe we, we should get ahead of this thing instead of wait for people you know to be dying of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what the woman said. So there was a doctor that she spoke about it. Um, I I want to say she was in Michigan. She was talking about. She said, you know, I don't want to wait until it's my mother or your mother right. or you know. Right. She's like, we don't wait until then. We we prevent it now. That's our job. That's my job as a as a public health servant because I guess she was like the head of the statewide health organization was. But yeah. it's just you know it's like yeah I don't 
we don't you don't wait for tragedy to happen and then remedy it right you know that's, so that's our that's, natural tendency and i guess i mean i don't know i guess some people do i guess some that's how some people think you should operate but i just i think that that's wrong i think that loses lives and that could have been saved if if we can yeah. save a life or several my my general sense is we should defer to the experts and the experts are telling us the best physicians in the country, even the physicians at the president's side are saying, this is the time to take bold action as a preventive measure. This yeah. is not like 9-11. It'll kill more people than 9-11, but it doesn't appear to us in the same way. That doesn't make it any less lethal. Right. And taking bold action now can minimize the, the deaths and the... And the profound losses we're going to experience as a result of this issue. Right. And but the total and complete burnout of our healthcare right. workers in this country that are, that right. are going to face exhaustion, you know, and um, because right. as they get sick, they, you know, they take on more shifts. They, they have to cover for the people that are getting sick from this and can't work. I wanted to talk about, I found a really great article and I wanted to ask you too, cause you, you are definitely good at giving advice about self-care. I found an article from the National Association of Social Workers that I will link um, in our show notes, but it just has a lot of great tips about self-care uh, specifically for right now. It's called self-care right. during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's got activities, things you can do. It also has things like articles, related articles, related podcast episodes, resources, and publications that That's are great. all specific to this. So I think that right now is really important and for people not to be ashamed of feeling like I already have a problem with self-care because, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's, it's maybe selfish or whatever, but I think it's important right now for people not to to do that to themselves and to seek out the help wherever they need it. So yeah. what are some like things that you would recommend for people to do at this, you know, during this time? Yeah, I actually just sent a monstrous email to my clients about this very subject and I have very Which passionate. is what prompted me to do this episode <laughs> by the way and is there a way that I can link it? Yes, actually I'm um it's on my website. So if you go to okay. quantumtransformation.coach and you click on the resources tab, you'll find my recommendations there along with other resources, links to other resources that you can find that might work for you. I'm actually doing a series of YouTube videos about self-care. So try as much of this stuff as you possibly can. You know, it's very important that we get creative and resourceful right now in more ways than one. And that includes ways that we take care of ourselves. So he here are a couple of basic recommendations. And I just want to sort of pre-frame this by saying, first of all, it's very tempting to wake up, pull your phone out, look at the latest news, get the damage report, and just start spiraling down. Watch TV, play video games, eat junky food, stay in your house. It's a, it's a powerful temptation. But the things that are tempting us right now are not the things that are going to support our health 
and our happiness and our peace. So here is what I would say. For many of us, our careers and the organizations we belong to, whatever it is that gives our life meaning and structure, those are not operating right now. They're on pause. So we have to sort of build those supportive structures ourselves. And here's what that could look like. Here's what I recommend to my clients and friends is create daily rituals related to your self-care. Here's what I'm doing. Every day I wake up, I meditate. I start my day off with that. Right now, if anybody is familiar with meditation, you might know that Oprah and Deepak Chopra are doing their their meditation program for free right now, the 21-day meditation program. I'm about to start a free meditation group using their program as a way to sort of get us connected and have a shared experience of meditation because it's wonderful for cultivating peace and resourcefulness. So I meditate and then I'll get out and get some sunshine and move, move my body, get outside. Right now they're telling us it's perfectly fine to exercise. It's fine to get out and take a walk, walk with your family, just maintain six feet of distance from strangers, people you don't live with. This is a perfect time to start a daily exercise routine, even if it's just gentle walking. You can walk for 30 minutes a day, get out in the sunlight. If you stay in, yeah. Your, yeah, if you stay in your house it's, and don't get sunlight, your depression, your anxiety is really going to take over. So it's important that you move the body and get sunshine right now. Yeah, I've really made it a point to get up and get out every day. I um, It's easy for me to just kind of sit here and like have yeah. an excuse to not leave. It's it's yeah. almost like addictive of like, well, mm -hmm. I, I, it's a pandemic. I'm not going to leave or, you know, like <laughs> right. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't leave my house, but I, you know, I do feel better when I get out and I, there is the world still out there. It's yep. still going. It's, it's still, still ticking. See, exactly. Yeah. You know? There's fresh air, um, sunlight, movement. These are things that support our health, mental and physical health. And we yeah, need all absolutely. of those right now. Because if we want to have, you know, if people are not exercising or not getting outside right now because they think that's protecting them, it's the extreme opposite. We need yeah. exercise. We need fresh air and sunlight. We need to keep our mind healthy so that our body can stay prepared. So we have to be doing things right now. We have to be engaging in behaviors that not just support our immunity, but support our mental health resourcefulness and peace and exercise and outdoor time is huge for that now if you can't get outside or you you know you want to exercise more than just once per day that's fantastic you know one of the things i'm doing is i've, I've signed up for an online yoga course and i'm doing it you know i have this big screen tv at home and i've got the internet there's no reason you can't engage in that kind of learning and there are wonderful home study programs for meditation, for yoga, for all kinds of exercise. Take advantage of that. We live in an amazing time right now. You can get a college degree yeah. without leaving your house. Yeah, totally. Right. And there are so many free courses so right many, now. So many. There's so many free courses. There are so many live events happening. If you go onto Facebook and you like just type in Facebook live events. Yes. So many theater companies are hosting staged readings or 
class, you know, yes. I'm taking a playwriting class that I thought was going to get canceled, but no, we're doing it on Zoom. We're still, we're still doing it. Fantastic. And right, and it's free. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't have to pay for it. And so these are things that you can, you know, kind of maintain some sense of normalcy and and still kind of do. No, so a friend of mine uh, is fostering a dog right now. They oh, went wow. and got a dog to foster. Wow. And so there's a ton of organizations that need fosters. And so if you're home all day for three weeks or two yeah. weeks, it can really help these organizations that are struggling right now because these animals still need a place to go. Yeah. They're still rescuing animals from shelters. They're still trying to, you know, keep the kill numbers down. They're still out there. I, I volunteer for an organization called Love Your Feral Felines. And they went and they on saturday i think it was they went and they rescued almost an entire shelter full of animals that were all scheduled to be put down and wow. the, you know, it was all their cats and they got them out of there and they need fosters so that's i think something that people can do right now is like yeah. well you didn't have time to do it before you have time to do it now go go foster for your local animal organization because they need your help more than ever oh and it's something gosh. you can do and most of them will provide food and toys and yeah. a bed. And, you know, they provide a lot of the things that you need. And it'll they help just you too. Need... Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. God. I just adopted a dog and I am in love. <laughs> and thank God that it happened right before all of this. Yeah, because seriously. I mean, I love my cats, but they're so morose. Like, they don't care. <laughs> you know, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So it's been such a nice distraction from you know having yeah. to focus on training and feeding times and nap times and walking and i it's really helped me kind of not focus on myself and my misery oh my gosh <laughs> um, and focus on this other little creature you know yeah and that is the cure it's if if you're feeling depressed or you don't know what to do oh my gosh service to someone or something else is the absolute cure for that. You know, depression is a sort of disorder of self-focus. And we think only about ourselves. And, the, and uh, listen, I have, I have severe clinical depressive disorder, you know, major depressive disorder on my permanent record. I have been there. I understand it very, very personally. And also I know that it's a disease, a disorder of self-focus. And one of the best things we can do when we're gripped by crises of self-focus is to be there for somebody or something else. And there are right. plenty of plenty of living things that need you right now. There are. And you can even, you can volunteer for, like here in San Diego, we have Mama's Kitchen. You can volunteer to drop meals off. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things, you know, if you are just mired in it, um, there are things you can do to kind of try to, to get out of it and not focus on. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that you have to. If you, if you don't want to do that, I get it. It's fine. But it's I do think option. this is a time. It's an option. And this is a time for us all to come together and be our best selves. Mm -hmm. I, I really think it's a this is like when we talk about like American ingenuity and the American spirit. And, the, you know, this the, this is a time when we're called to to be our best and it, it, you know if your best is like you're eating cheetos for breakfast and um <laughs> you know and and you and you haven't guilty you haven't had a 
<laughs> you haven't had a day off in three years and this is like your first chance to sit down on your couch and not feel bad about it, then do that. Do yeah. that. Yeah, for but sure. if you are just like pining away and you want something to do, there's so many organizations out there that need your help right now too. Um, oh yeah. And e even if you don't want to plug into an organization, but I've had a lot of people ask me like, I want to help. What do I do? Well, one of the things you can do is make a list of all the elderly people, the older or high risk people that you know, and touch base with them every day. Hey, how you doing? You know, I, I'm sort of blessed to have a lot of older family members and I'm in touch with them all the time. Is there anything you need? Do you need me to drop any food off? It's a very bewildering time for all of us, especially for older folks that might live alone and don't have a lot of family support, neighbors, friends of friends. Oh my gosh, just a little text message, a little phone call every day can do so much to helping you right. and them not feel as alone. And it makes you feel better too, it I really think. really does. You know, it's like then you're not focusing on your own exactly. despair right now. Exactly. Another thing that I feel that I've seen that's been happening is this duality of like, um, is, you know, so I see like, you don't go to the store and get people sick. Don't, <laughs> you know, get order, you know, get things delivered. Um, and then I see, well, don't get things delivered if you're not compromised because people that are compromised need to have delivery services and because so <laughs> many people are using delivery services people that are compromised aren't getting it. So I can, I just like, just stop. <laughs> let, let people, if people want to use a delivery service, like use a delivery service. If people don't want to use it, then don't. If you want to go to the store, go to the store. We have to go to the store to get things that we need. Um, I just, the constant, like everybody guilting each other for like yeah. different things. It's just, it's never ending. It's like, yeah. And it, it's so true. You can't control everything. It's so true. You can't, and you can't make everybody wrong, and people are trying to figure it out right now, and people making good faith efforts to try to figure it out and take the right steps deserve credit. There's this thing happening, it happens a lot on social media, where we just want to make other people wrong and tell them that they screwed up and that they shouldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. Give people credit for making good faith efforts right now, you know, and something that I think is... right. Something that I think is wonderful about this time is that we are recognizing that, you know, there's this notion of essential job functions. Those people are still at work, non-essential job functions, which is probably most of us, we're not at work. Well, what are those essential job functions? Healthcare, grocery store workers, people that are responsible for providing food, people that maybe we haven't appreciated to the degree we should have appreciated them up until now. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine where we would be without grocery store workers still, still going to work every day right now? Yeah. I went to target the other day and hashtag target. I love target. I went in and this, this girl that worked there, she was so sweet and she came over and she was kind of standing back. She had gloves on and she's like, do you need any help? And I said, no, it's okay because I did the self-checkout mm -hmm. and um, she was like, okay, but if you need any, I'm here. She's like, how are you holding up? And I almost started crying wow. because wow. I thought, wow, she's asking me and she's standing here in the line of fire. I mean, she's standing right. here like literally tar working at Target, putting her 
life in danger so that yeah. I can go get toilet paper and dish soap. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's crazy to me that yeah. what we expect from each other right now in exchange for what we're getting. And I just told her, I said, you know, I go, I'm actually, I'm holding up fine. I feel bad for you guys that you, you know, you have to be here. And she's like, you know, she's like, I mean, it, she said, I guess it's like anything. I mean, what are, what are you going to do? There's not, you know, she's like, mm -hmm. this is my job. And it just, it felt nice to connect with somebody that it, cause a lot of the exchanges that I've had when I've gone out have been a little bit more cautious. You know, people mm -hmm. just don't ask you if you need help. They don't yeah. get near you, uh, which I understand that too, but she, she didn't seem to let it, um, ruin her trying to have a connection with me. And that's what I've yeah. been worried about this thing all along is that how does this affect our connections with each other? Because people are already a little suspicious of each other. Um, strangers, people that we don't know. This is just, this makes people on edge, this kind of thing, <laughs> you know, it, this it absolutely people, does. Yeah. This is know, a kind this of makes a, people weapons, you know, it's yeah. like we're, we're walking, um, time bombs, <laughs> yeah, for, but you know, the, for a lot of people. But at the same time, when I'm out walking with my fiance, we're walking our dogs. You can tell that good people are hungry for just basic kindness and courtesy and a hello and a wave and eye contact because, because of that same thing. Like, you know, we're all scared and we're all trying to maintain six feet of distance and all that. But that doesn't mean you can't make eye contact and say hello and acknowledge their humanity, <laughs> even in a small right. way, you know, and it, it's right. it, what you experienced at, at Target really just sort of confirms like it's these small moments that we can create with people, small moments of basic decency that will. Right. And also just acknowledging. Yeah, just acknowledging that it's happening. You yeah. know, people, there are people that are ignoring that it's happening. And it's like, yeah. how are we ignoring that we're all sequestered? I mean, it's yeah. the only place that I can go is to the grocery store or Target yeah. or to the hospital if I need to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go grab food for takeout, but I've been trying to stay. I've been trying to not do that because I don't want, I've been trying to cook at home and yeah. um, because I just don't want to. Um, clog it up for somebody else who might need it more than I do, you know, <clears throat> but yeah. and that's also another trying recommendation. to support my local businesses. Yeah. yeah. And that's another recommendation too, is to be, you know, give yourself time to veg and give yourself structured time to panic and freak out and read all the Twitter news and then put it down and then go learn a new recipe. Take an online yeah. course, read a book. I've been doing that every day yeah. is only allowing myself I get up in the morning because the dog wakes up at 6 a.m. or whatever. So I get up, get him, you know, pottied and fed. And then at about until about 8 or 8.30, I watch the news. Mm -hmm. And then I stop because by Good. then I've heard all the dumb things that the president has said. <laughs> and I've heard the commentary of Morning Joe. Yeah. Who I, I can't stand, but I watch him every day. I don't understand why I do that. <laughs> him and Mika, like I their whole thing cracks me up. They I don't think they've ever heard each other say a word because they talk over each other the it's whole true. fucking time. It's true. It's insane. 
It's insane. Well, and what you're saying right now is and sort of a married. great- married. Okay. It's true. And, and what you're saying is such a great segue into what do you do right now if you're feeling lonely? And one of the things, ironically, yeah. one, of the, one of the hacks to combat loneliness and manage loneliness that I recommend to clients, if you live alone and you feel lonely, turn on the television. <laughs> it sounds weird to say that, but the truth is, is that they've actually done research and they've shown that people that live alone that watch television feel less lonely than people who yeah. don't. Absolutely. And it can be... Well, it's just such a great distraction. It's, it's a great you know. distraction. And also it sort of scratches mm -hmm. that social itch, like the, the social the marriage dynamic you just talked about, like even though it's on television, you feel pulled into that dynamic and you feel like you're observing it, participating in it. It sort of gives us a partial fulfillment of the social urge. And right. so TV, you don't want to overdo it just like anything else, but TV in balance, you know, within, within limits can really help mitigate feelings of loneliness. Yeah, I've also, um, I've been reading, I've had time to read. Yeah. Um, and that's been exciting because I typically don't have time to read. Yeah. Um, I have to force the time or I have to pencil it in. Like for the podcast, when I read the books for the podcast, I have to set aside the time. Right. And I know that certain books are going to take me, you know, three hours. Some might take me two days if I, you know. Um, mm -hmm. but audible is great. You can sit on your couch and do audible. I would caution people. So something that I've tried to not do is just sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll through, right. through all of the, the bad news because it's, um, I, you know, I just, I feel like we tend as, as a species, we tend toward the negative. And so the, the good news that's happening, it's lot that's a lot less of that right now. Yeah. So yeah. try to not just all day be on the phone. I mean, and it's it's I can just imagine what the um what the searches look like now because people are home all day and Oh yeah. I, I mean I I would I would love to do a study on that to see how much Yeah, you know, how much people are how much more people are using their phones and things. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's definitely up is uh, orders of sex toys. A lot of manufacturers of sex toys, they're out of stock <laughs> because people are clearing the virtual shelves of all the possible toys. Because, I, can you get, know, I can get in line with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that's a great thing to uh, support that. Yeah, and that, that, by the way, if you are coupled, is a great thing to spend time on right now is like, hey, you don't yeah, have to exploring. just get, explore. You don't have to just get creative in the kitchen, learn a new recipe for pork roast. You can also learn a new <laughs> recipe for making your partner feel good or making yourself <laughs> feel good. You can do that even totally. if you're single. Is like, totally. you know, we have basic human needs and yeah. we can fulfill those creatively and we should be spending time energy and money on fulfilling those basic needs right now and, and giving ourselves that is, permission that is one thing that i've really i honestly and i've tried not to feed it too much but i have been really sad about not being partnered up and going through something like this 
pretty much alone. I mean, I have people checking in on me and I, and I appreciate them, but the check-ins are, you know, 10 minutes a day, maybe there's 24 hours in a day. There's, it's a lot to be alone. And I already struggle with, with, um, not loneliness, but being alone. I don't like being alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean like in a house or in a room, like I like energy. So living alone has been really nice, but being in my apartment all day, every day by myself, not as fun as, um, as it might have been were it a choice, but I just, you know, it's, I've been struggling with feeling sad that I don't have someone that's yeah. going through this with me. Yeah. You know. So, you know, obviously you're you're out exercising, you're also relying on TV and watching, you know, online TV couples going through their dynamics. These are great things to do. Another hack and this is a personal hack. I've never seen peer-reviewed clinical research on this, but just a personal hack cuz I've spent a lot of my life single and lonely, a body pillow. Oh my gosh, a body pillow got me through some really lonely dark times. The simple thing that you can get on Amazon.com or at Target and you put mm-hmm. a comfy pillow cover on it, you cuddle it when you feel lonely, you cuddle it at night when you sleep. Man, did it really help me. And by the way, even though I'm coupled up, I still use a body pillow. So, yeah. you know, these these primal needs that we have, needs for touch, needs for connection, needs for pleasure, still fulfill these. And if you don't have a partner to fulfill them, you can find creative ways to fulfill them yourself. But just give yourself creative leeway to explore different ways to fulfill them than you might think at first. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I want to I be touched. I need a partner. Well, maybe not. Maybe you build a little pillow fort on your bed and there's pillows behind you and there's pillows in front of you. Well, and if and if you don't have a partner, I, I wanted to address this too. If you don't have a partner, now's not the time to meet a new partner. <laughs> um, <Right>. It's <laughs> right. not responsible. Um, right. And it's not, I don't, I, I think it, it, you know, it's probably just not smart. I, mm-hmm. I've been on Bumble and... I have to say I've matched with a couple of people and started conversations. And I would say of five men that I matched with, three of them asked if they could come to my house Mm. just in the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. Um, They wanted to come over here and I'm assuming have sex with me. Um, I don't know. Why would you assume that? Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't think that they wanted to come over and have me, you know, I don't know, make them dinner or do What if they wanted to build model so. airplanes or something totally wholesome, Carla? How dare you? Maybe they have Legos. <laughs> Maybe they have Legos. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to I try a new assumption. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I made an assumption. But I will tell you this. So when I, one of the guys said, um, let's cuddle. And I said, oh, I know what that means. I said, can we do it six feet apart? He unmatched me immediately. Of course. Which I thought, wow, really? Like, 
you ju- you went from inviting yourself to my home to cuddle with me to completely xing me out of your life because <laughs> I am trying to follow a health protocol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just it just it boggles my mind and then this other guy super attractive guy and and he said be honest why did you swipe right on me Hmm. and i said because i thought you were attractive and seemed interesting and like somebody i would like to meet and he's like it's not because oh you don't want to play hide the sausage (laughs) no he said it's not because you're tired of masturbating First of all, let's be clear. I never get tired of masturbating. Okay, <laughs> Let, check your check your math on that. Challenge so, accepted. Fact, <laughs> nine times out of ten, I prefer to masturbate because I know exactly what Mama wants. Yeah, yes, you do. But you know, it was just like, really, dude. So then I, I don't, I forget what I said, and he deleted. You know, he unmatched me immediately because I didn't invite him <laughs> into my home during a worldwide pandemic. So I'm. You know, it's it's just it's one of those things where I feel like maybe now's not the time to be on Bumble because so I froze my account because I'm like, I really don't want to get more depressed about how men can can be less than desirable about these things. I don't want to get more depressed about that during a pandemic than I already can be. So I just (laughs) it's like (laughs) I'm I'm shutting it down for right now. I, I you know. I, just the idea that probably every guy that I was going to match with was going to suggest that we would be intimate j- because there's a pandemic is like, right? I just, I just, it's just insane. It's insane to me. It makes me sad and sick. It just makes me feel sick. Well, <laughs> and, and something. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to live through these experiences, but we can learn from them (laughs) because something that is true is that when, you know, the way the brain works, when we face an existential stress, like a pandemic, we, you know, it, it does tend to amplify our sex drive. It does tend to, you know, make us want to eat crummy food to store up. Yes, I can vouch for that. Right. So it tends to amplify primal drives. And if people aren't living consciously and they're not aware that that's what's going on, they're just going to go out there and try to satisfy them. And, you know, we all understand that temptation. But yeah, there is a possibility and, I, you know, by no means is this a recommendation, but there is a possibility we can create. This is a great time if you decide not to suspend your Bumble account to get to know people based on their values, based on mm-hmm. perhaps your shared interests, based on who they are, because you don't have the option if you're being responsible, you really don't have the option of meeting them in person and being intimate in person. But if you can connect with somebody that shares your values about that and wants to be responsible, there perhaps has not been a better time in recent memory for you to really get to know somebody for who they are and not what they can deliver in person, you know, the goods. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. so there is an opportunity if, if you, if we want to take it, we don't have to take it of course, but there is an opportunity to get to know people really for who they are at a deep level, not the physical body and not what all that entails, but just, 
What are their values? What are they interested in? What is their life? Well, about? I would, yeah, and I welcome that. I, that that's kind of what I was thinking might happen. It's like, oh, well, this is a chance to actually have mm -hmm. some real conversations with some mm -hmm. peeps. Um, but that wasn't what was happening. So I just kind of, you know, I got a little, um, which is easy for me to do. I got a little discouraged and I was like, yeah. and I'm out. I might revisit it. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of frogs out there and it can totally be discouraging. You know, you, you, <laughs> you might have to kiss yes. a lot of frogs before you find your prince. But if you if you are tactical, if you're a you strategic... do not have to tell me that. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that's for the listener. That's for our <laughs> listeners. But um, yeah, it, it does present an opportunity for those people that are available for it to get to know each other for who you are there there's a on that subject there is a netflix show called love is blind are you familiar with the show Carla? yes oh yes oh my god that's another show that's <laughs> taking off during the pandemic so binge worthy i'm already planning a podcast so about it uh yeah it, it, it's and that's sort of the premise of the show without giving any spoilers it's like People have to meet and get to know each other without ever even seeing each other. They are not allowed to right. see each other and they fall in love based just on who they are. And then they find out how durable is that love. And it is right. Ooh, if you're a student of human behavior, it is something else. Boy, I'll tell you what it is worth. And the binge. hook is you cannot meet the person unless you propose marriage. To yes, them. that's right. So you, right. you don't see them, you propose and they say yes, yep. then you, you know, you can't meet them. And it is, it is fascinating. It I, that's really another one is. that I binged. I yeah. binged that shit. Yeah. We were huge fans so of that. Good. And I still think about it. I still think about Jessica and I still think like all the people and all the, all oh, the dynamics. Messica. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. My friend calls her Messica. I love it. Um, Messica. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe this Messica chick. Like, what is yeah. she thinking? She's so fucked up. Yeah. It's um, a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great show for getting you through the pandemic. But, you know, it, it raises that essential question of like, do we fall in love with people for who they are? Or do we fall in love with them based on these other factors, what they look like and right. how they behave with us? And, you know, this is a great time to really explore that question for yourself if you've decided to continue to e-date when you can't really yeah. date in real life. No, I definitely am. My, my desire to meet somebody has gone down, yeah. like to meet. Yeah. Uh, to meet like a partner, but my desire to, to date has, has been more like lately just, mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, to have some new energy, meet some men. Um, it, it's definitely been lately kind of reignited, mm -hmm. but, but like with this whole thing, I've just felt like, well, this probably isn't a good time. <laughs> but who yeah. knows? It might be, I, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of relationships online relationships born out of this situation i'm sure mm -hmm. that there will be oh yeah there will be you know? there will be babies named corona and all kinds of things because 
You know, they're, oh all, God. they're already plotting. They're already plotting like an increase in birth rate nine months after this shelter in place. Yeah. Thing. So oh, yeah. as much as there is profound suffering and tragedy going on, we're still human beings and we right. still have needs for connection and right. closeness. And we have to say that that's okay. We have to give, give ourselves permission to need the things we need and to, and to, express and experience them in ways that are okay right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So I, you know, I'd love to hear from any listeners if you do kind of develop anything during this um, <laughs> really weird Corona and romance. period of time. <laughs> yes. The yeah. um, love in the time of Corona, which you mm-hmm. you so profoundly said. Yeah, that's, that's what this is. It's, it's a time to kind of go inward. So if you do that with your relationship search as well, I, you know, it could, who knows, it could yield amazing things. Um, yeah. I had yeah. posted this, this uh, meme that said, you know, um, some guys are about to get real Jane Austen up in here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to have to talk to me for a couple weeks, buddy. You better bring your A game. Yeah. They don't have the other, they don't have another option. I mean, they do, but. Right. But, you know, there's yeah. there's a there's a truism here that's that, you know, times of profound stress, wars, famines, you know, global events of this nature, they do tend to spawn profoundly powerful romances. And we currently have the technology, we have the technology, we can make him better, we can make that romance responsible, and we can conduct it online and via our phones. And in ways that, you know, really help us connect to who somebody really is and divorced right. from all the other, the lust factor. And that that's an opportunity we can take advantage of if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Just be safe. Be yes. smart. Oh my gosh, yes. If you are tempted, you know, to kind of forego what, you know, your usual sort of rules and invite someone into your home just, you know, be safe. Yeah. Because I just feel like now is a time when there's also there's I think there's a probably a little bit more people that take advantage of a situation mm-hmm. like this out there. Mm-hmm. People who are um who are okay with, you know, scamming people, who are okay with you know, so just you you know, use your head, I would say. Yeah, don't let those primal needs don't let those primal needs run you. Right. And I think something to think about is that if a man insists on meeting you during a worldwide pandemic, he might not have your best interest at heart. Right. Is that a man with whom you share values? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Is this a guy that, you know, you can trust with your vulnerability, your heart and your lungs? You right. have to really ask yourself. Yeah. Right. And, you know, many, many of my female clients that are want to create relationship, they often raise the issue of how do I know a man really wants me for me? Well, he has to want you for you right now to continue to cultivate the possibility of a romance with you. So this, this can be a great time to do that, but be, be smart and be safe, be responsible and don't, you know, Find healthy ways within boundaries that you set to meet those primal needs, but don't let them run you. 
Don't let them decide yeah. what you do and don't do. And don't let them transgress your values and your boundaries. This is a time for yeah. healthy boundaries for sure. Yeah. And what, so just one more note on that, as far as intimacy goes with, with your partner, I think make sure that if your partner's out in the world or you're out in the world, when you come home, don't go hug your partner. Don't mm -hmm. go kiss your partner. Go take, go take a shower. Wash your goddamn bed. hands. <laughs> exactly. No, take a shower. Yes. Get your clothes off. Yes. The, this thing lives on people's clothes. Yes. So put your laundry bin in the other room, six feet away, and you know, go take a shower and then get busy. But don't walk in yes. and hug and kiss. Be smart about that too, because that's that's a way that it transmits is through yes. clothing and. So, you know, go have at it, like have sex all day, but after you take a shower. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, that's you know? that's great. Which advice. is honestly my favorite time to have sex is right after I've taken a oh, shower. I, me too. I, li I like being squeaky clean. Me too, honey. There's no better time to get busy than, you know, there's no better time to get dirty than after you're totally clean. <laughs> exactly. You feel less, I mean, for me, I feel less self-conscious. Yeah. It's like I know that I'm... Yeah. I smell good. I feel, Undercarriage you know, yeah, is totally fresh. Totally. Yeah. I exactly. Yeah. I smell good. I look good. Everything's exactly. washed. Yeah. And, and, and just. They smell good. Yeah. And just to <laughs> Your put a partner. Yeah. Just to put a pin in that too, you know, for those of you that might be using gloves and masks and things like that, be very careful about the use of these, these tools because number one, they are not magical force fields. The, the reason a mask is good, you know, and a mask really is about protecting other people around you. It's not really going to protect you from stuff coming in. For that, you need a respirator. But if you're wearing gloves or, or wearing a mask, the reason you're doing that is because the gloves and the mask get exposed to the pathogen. And if you just take that off with your hands and just go about your business at the end of your day, they are now transmission vectors. So right. don't think that you're protected just because you're wearing gloves or a mask. Also, there's a at the sorry, at the entrance to my apartment building, there's a there's a two blue gloves that have been on the ground <laughs> for a week. <laughs> Nobody is going to touch those no, gloves. Okay. They're the dirtiest Nobody's things in all creation. Gloves. That's right. I know. Don't you touch those gloves. I'm like, whoever left those there yeah. is a fucking sadist Psychopath. because every time I walk by, I'm like, oh, I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to die yeah. today. Don't you touch those goddamn gloves. Those those are the filthiest exactly. gloves in all creation. Yeah, right. you have to be careful about this stuff. If it's protecting yeah. you, then it is, it is now a source of inf potential infection. So you have to take off your mask, take off your gloves in a very particular way to avoid, you know, that thing that you thought was protecting you becoming the thing that infects you. So right. be very thoughtful and very... Oh, that's a nice little catchphrase. Yeah. Protecting you, infecting you. Yeah. You got to be Is careful. he protecting you or infecting you? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of You're going to see that pop up on all kinds of CDC we, posters. We need to do bumper stickers. But yeah, there's a, right? there's a, you know, there's a thing that happens like people are like, oh, I heard the thing to do is wash your hands. So now people wash their hands so much and so often their hands are cracking, their skin is cracking, and now those cracks in their skin become additional <laughs> ways they can become infected. Oh God, so we're so screwed. We're yeah. screwed. So you got you have to be 
thoughtful about this stuff. Don't don't go crazy with any of these strategies. You have to do them within balance. You have to create boundaries right. about this stuff. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, that's that's the thing to remember. Yeah. Be, um, be and again, um, I would say to get updates, uh, I think the World Health Organization website is it's it's pretty awesome. You know, the information on the CDC website, it's approved by the administration. So I some of it I've you know I've gone on there and they're doing yeah. the best they can, but I just I don't trust it. I just D I don't trust it. Um, WHO WHO I, I would trust more right now than the CDC. Sad to say that. But I think WHO is a better source at this time. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um just because they have the bigger picture, because this is yeah. You know, this is the whole the whole planet. It's not just us. Right. It's the whole world is dealing with this. Right. It's so. a global pandemic. <clears throat> well, Jerry, I just I want to say thank you for coming on and chatting with me about all this. Oh, I my pleasure. Just wanted to put something out there because I know people are, um, you know, they're looking for answers and they want they yeah. want information and. Uh, not everybody has time to do that. And I have had a little bit of time. Yeah. So um, just kind of wanted to get some suggestions out there and have oh. somebody on that I know has to do the homework for their own, um, for your clients and things like that. So it's my pleasure. And like I, really I said, appreciate you coming you know, on. if you go to quantumtransformation.coach, click on the resources tab, there's all kinds of ideas there, all kinds of things you can do. And you can also reach me there if you have a specific situation you want guidance on. I'm happy to offer you whatever I can. Awesome. Yeah, I will definitely link all of your stuff on to the show notes this week. Wonderful. And also, so you guys, uh, I'm planning on coming back probably, I would say, within a couple of months. I'm reformatting the show. And Exciting. I'm looking forward to bringing, yeah, I'm excited about it where I'm going to rebrand and um, bring uh, some new content and things like that. And I will share more of that and what's going to happen with that on Instagram as things unfold. But, you know, just look forward to more guests, obviously still, you know, dating information, but I'm going to bring more um, coaches on. I actually have uh, invited a woman who is a, a matchmaker to come on the show. Awesome. Yeah, you know, just I want to get more professional sort of opinions to sort of counterpoint my non-professional opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm excited about that, but I am taking a break for now to to do that work. And obviously, with this come with this situation that we're in now, I. It's, it's not a priority right now, but it will be uh, in the coming months. So thank you right. guys for sticking with me and continuing to follow. Thank you to those of you that have reached out and asked. It really means a lot. I really appreciate it. And I will be back soon. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all of those. And, you know, please continue to uh, comment and participate it, means the world to me to have people yeah. that you know actually like <laughs> that are following you absolutely stay engage with each other more than ever like social media can actually help us right now stay connected yes. <laughs> stay in touch with the people that no, you care I, about i think it i wonder what this whole situation would have been like 15 20 years ago Oof. when we didn't have yeah these tools yeah. i mean that i don't know that would have been crazy we would have just been watching the news 24 7 waiting to be told what to do it's right 
It's a yeah, good it's thing to such be a different world. Yeah, it's a good thing to be grateful for. And we need more of those. Yeah. We need more things to be grateful for right now. Absolutely. Okay, Jerry, thank you again. My pleasure. And we'll be back soon. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carlinell and Delia Knight.